Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, I don't know if you saw this deleted tweet yesterday. (laughs) One of the all-timers, Kevin Durant. If there's a Hall of Fame for NBA Twitter, Kevin Durant's a first ballot guy. Easy. Dan Lebetard on his radio show said, Nikola Jokic would be a bigger star in this country if he were American. And (laughs) Kevin Durant retweeted this, ended up deleting it, but said, I don't think Jokic wants or cares to be a star. Go to work and go home, FaceTime his horses and hop in the pool. (laughs) And he's not wrong. You just imagine Nikola Jokic, he drops a triple-double, goes back to the locker room, pulls out his iPhone. Who are you FaceTiming? My horses. My horses. He's just talking to his horses back in Serbia. But you know what? The bigger point is that KD is right. Whenever you listen to Nikola Jokic, even last night, he doesn't give a damn about triple doubles. He really doesn't care to be a star. He comes to the States. He racks up a call MVPs. Maybe he wins his first world championship. And he goes back to Serbia. And that's it. He really doesn't market himself and he doesn't care. Well, certain people just don't have that personality. It's kind of similar to the problem that people call a problem with Mike Trout. They're like, you know, baseball is not marketing one of the best players in the game. You know, it's on Major League Baseball. He's a quiet guy. He seems like a very normal person who does not seek the spotlight. It's just part of their personality. Same goes with Nikola Jokic. He lets his game speak for itself, and that's all that should matter. I know in a game and a sport where we see superstars be extra flashy and they like running their mouth and talking trash. You don't all have to be like that. And it doesn't matter. It does not matter your amount of Twitter followers or social media presence in order to win an NBA final. So Nicole Jokic lets his game do the talking. Yeah. And you know, it, it's similar, or I think it's fascinating that his, his personality is in line with his game, right? It's sort of unassuming, and you would never guess, wait, this guy is a superstar? This guy is racking up triple-doubles? But that's who he is, and I think it really plays well. I think it helps his game because all he really cares about is playing basketball, and that's one thing that he does have in common with KD. As we all know, at the end of the day, KD is just a baller. Let's continue talking about the NBA Finals and bring in Holden Kushner. He is an analyst for RunPureBets.com and RunPureSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at Holden Kushner, and he is joining us from Denver. So, Holden, what is, first of all, good morning to you, and, and what is your take on what you saw last night? Mike Malone has 
begged his team to be the more assertive club, to be more aggressive from the jump, and they certainly were that team last night in Miami. My fellow Kansas grad, Christian Brown, went nuts too. Listen, this is a, a team that has relied on Nikola Jokic for how many years now? Four or five years. So it, it didn't surprise me that they kind of they, they took their foot off the pedal after that game one win. You know, they really hadn't been challenged in these playoffs. Maybe the Suns for a game or so. So Mike, Michael Malone just said, go play some defense. And the guys that didn't play defense didn't get as much run. I mean, we're seeing Michael Porter Jr. He's playing 21 minutes now. He's not doing much at all. So that's the first thing. You don't play defense, you don't play. Uh, same thing with KCP. You know, he played a, a few more minutes last night. But uh, these are two veterans that just haven't been going. So he's looking to the next guy. And Bruce Brown is that next guy. And Christian Brown is that next guy. And Jeff Green's that next guy. So it was good to see that they answered the bell from Michael Malone and anybody in Denver that was questioning whether or not this team was going to win this this series, I don't think they're questioning it nearly as much today. Right. It looks like when Denver is firing on all cylinders, nobody can touch them. And it doesn't matter how many threes that the Miami Heat can make. So my question is, is last night's performance repeatable? To me, it seems like it is. It's a consistent offense. But for you, what do you see from this team? Do you think we see more of the same moving forward? Yeah. They're bigger. They're faster. They're stronger. They've got more talent. Uh, all right. So Spolster is the better coach. But it's not like Michael Malone is completely incompetent uh, like we saw with Boston. So this is a team this year that is just peaking right now. You know, they, they, they were great during the regular season. They took their foot off the pedal down the stretch trying to get some rest. People were worried about it. They shouldn't have been. Um, and, and they're just playing better basketball than anybody that we've seen in the playoffs. So it's great to be that talented, and it's better to be playing your best basketball at this point in time. Holden, how much credit do you give to Jamal Murray and how just terrific he has been, not just last night, but also in the playoffs? And and. Joker is such a, a seminal talent, and we know that he's a two-time MVP for a reason. But Jamal Murray truly has become and has been a superstar in his own right for a while. It's just that he had that respite there where he was banged up and recovering from that knee injury. But, man, he that one shot that he made where he flips the ball up and it almost goes over the backboard and instead drops in, he's playing at his highest level as well. Yeah, because he's finally healthy. You know, he, they, their championship window has really been open for about four years. They made the Western Conference Finals in the bubble, right? So there's a reason why this team didn't make a run the last two years, because Joker was having to do it all by himself. Michael Porter Jr. was hurt, although he's not giving him anything right now. Jamal Murray decided to sit out even the playoffs last year. And there were some people in the organization that were not thrilled about that. They were not happy that Murray had basically been gone for two years, but it looks like it was the right move because it's paying off now. So, you know, one player can't do it all by himself. Uh, they, this offseason, they completely remade the bench, too, because they said, we need defense. We cannot, we cannot keep just outscoring people. And, yeah, uh, Jamal Murray has finally reached superstar status. You know, he's not a, he's not a one. He's not a guy that's going to carry you by himself. But in tandem with the best player in the world for the last three years now, yeah, uh, you see how this team has taken off. 
Holden, this is a sports betting show, and we're always looking for angles. And I think a good one when you move series to series is to look how the rotations change. And maybe you put a player prop on some of these guys who are getting more minutes and seeing more action. We saw more action from Christian Brown last night. Do you think that continues? Do you think he is somebody that is trustworthy moving forward? I think he'll get a couple more minutes. You know, Malone looked at him in game one and said, oh, yeah, maybe he's got something. He's playing some defense. First of all, you got to find his player props. Uh, the, I don't. I have really haven't seen one in any of the major books. Maybe they post one now after a 15-point performance. But his betting Christian Brown props, if it's in there, is a risky proposition because if Porter Jr. actually finds his stroke again and actually finds his motivation, and if KCP is out there, then we're not going to see 19 minutes from Christian Brown on a regular basis. We, we could see five minutes out of him, seven minutes out of him. Last night was a complete aberration. Nobody had him going for 15. So I would say be careful if they start posting Christian Brown props because it's very volatile with the amount of minutes that he's going to play. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're talking with Holden Kushner, analyst for RunPureBets.com and RunPureSports.com. Holden, can you make a case? It's easy. You know, we're less than 24 hours away from the Nuggets dominating game three, and certainly they're the favorites in this series. We all know that. But can you, at this point, make a legitimate case for the Heat? And and they have been down. They They have erased all the haters, all the doubters throughout the entire postseason. But can you, at this point, at this at this juncture against the Nuggets, make a case for them finding a way to win this series? I suppose, but you, you just have to have a complete failure by the by the Nuggets. You know, Jokic yeah. is just going to be as great. So for that to happen, Murray would have to get shut down, and they wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't have a second score. So that's the first way for them to do it. Second of all, yeah, this isn't a great series. This isn't a great matchup, I should say, for Jimmy Butler. He's been able to carry his team you know, multiple games throughout the playoffs. But defensively, there's enough there where the Nuggets can limit him. Listen, they're not going to keep him from getting his 20 points, but on 11-24 to 24 shooting last night, how many times is Jimmy Butler going to be able to carry his team on the back? On his back, we really haven't even seen that yet. So the case for the Heat, I think the Nuggets would have to play their three worst games of the year. All right, so looking at this next game, the spread is three and a half. It's mm-hmm. a short number for a Nuggets team that looked really good in game three. Do you like it? Are you rolling with the Nuggets yeah. next game? Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I'm a lot better during during games uh, in basketball. There's no reason for me to put down a bet pre-flop. You're just 90% of the time going to get a better number. Uh, that being said, game number three, I did lay a bet pre-flop. And I'm not as confident in game four as I was in game three. You know, this is going to be the game that the Heat come out, desperation, season on the line. They know if they go down 3-1. So as far as the, as the side goes, you know, I'm just going to wait for the Nuggets to fall down. 
see if I could get them a nice plus money. If I had to bet before the game, yeah, I would take the Nuggets minus three and a half. Holden, who do you give the coaching advantage to in this series? I think it's interesting because Coach Spose got it done for so long, and he is a – I mean, he, he's a guy who already has titles, and yet Mike Malone has done a good job particularly of motivating this team. It, is that something that you take into account in your handicap? Is it something you can account for or quantify? I think it's different when it's Coach Spo versus Joe Missoula. But in a matchup like this, how do you factor that into how you bet each game? It's frustrating to watch Michael Malone. It's great that he's getting the credit he deserves. There, there's no question, yeah. but the, the, there's a chasm between Spolstra and Michael Malone. It's, it is frustrating. It's been frustrating for a long time. He did this with Jokic where he didn't play him when he was a young guy. Um, for whatever reason, a lot of it has to go on Michael Porter, but Porter just has been walking around like a zombie. He did the same thing to Porter. He did the same thing to Murray. So uh, that's in the past. Now it, it looks like he's – I don't want to say he's on the same level as Spolstra, but you look at those adjustments from game two to game three, and you said it, the motivation that he brought out there. I have more respect for Michael Malone than I ever had. Michael Malone's a good coach, but is a great coach. How much is that going to affect this series? Well, right now the Heat did win a game, but <laughs> Denver's just too good. So I don't think that the coaching advantage for the Heat is big enough where they're going to be able to win this series. All right, so open-ended here. Are there any other betting angles that you think people should be aware of going forward in the NBA Finals, whether it's Nikola Jokic triple-double, which barely got it last night, but still plus money, or a role player that you've noticed who's really stepped up, or somebody to fade down the stretch? Are, Are there any trends that you've noticed? I'm interested in seeing where Porter's points are in this game. Absolutely. Uh, if you've been betting the the Jokic triple-doubles throughout the season, I mean, we were getting it at plus 300 earlier in the season. And then once it got down to even money, I'm like, God, is it even worth it anymore? And then he gets into the playoffs and just starts crushing it. There's there's no reason to jump off the Jokic train right now, especially if if you can find it at plus money because you're just betting in multiple games. You're not going to be betting at once. And it's really not a blind bet because he's, he's just been so good and you know what the matchup is. They tried to take the, the passing you know, away from him in game two. They did in game three. They couldn't. And you mentioned that Jokic barely got there. There's a thing called the Sambor double. Go look at his game log and where he goes for like 25, 15, and 9. Or it, it, the Sambor triple-double is him just missing a triple-double by one, and he did it quite a few times during the regular season. But, yeah, I think the triple-double there, and that to me is the, the big one. The other guy on the other side is with Cam Martin. Uh, kind of cleaned up on Cam Martin early in the series. Last night finally had a good game. Depends on where his prop is, but Cam Martin unders have been profitable too, at least in this series. He is an analyst for RunPureBets.com and RunPureSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at Holden Kushner. It is Holden Kushner. Holden, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. You got it, guys. Take care. Well, Chelsea, can I interest you in an early lean on tomorrow night's game? You had the Nuggets last night. You had Nuggets minus two and a half. You took it out of your bets. I see you shaking your head. I can already see the answer coming. That's a no. (laughs) 
Oh, I need to. At some point, I need to start actually playing my NBA bats because they've actually been hitting as opposed to my baseball ones, which, dear God, please betting gods, can you have some mercy on me? Anything I need to do, I'll give you a burnt offering, whatever. Please get me out of this hard place. All right. Well, that's all you have to do. Sometimes you just have to pay your respects to the gambling gods and they reward you in kind. I think it's going to happen. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.